Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Welcome to Vicarious Living, welcome back to the pod, to the kids, and to this week's guest, Ben J. How are you? Killing it. You crushing? <laughs> crushing it, absolutely. So, we got Ben back in studio. Let's, uh, before we get to, uh, I know you got a lot of hot topics that you want to cover this week on OTH. Before we get to that, a little housekeeping. We gotta give our contact. Do you know it? Vicarious Living Pod at gmail.com. Yep. And Vicarious Living Podcast on Instagram. Correct. Pat is still off on his honeymoon. I swear to God. How long do you think this honeymoon has been? I thought that it was going to be like a week. And what, this is three straight guests? He might just be living in Paris right now. Or they actually asked him today. So he had never been to Europe. And so. I asked him, you know, like how everything was going, how cultured he was getting, and he said no that response. he was having espresso after every single meal. He's so, responding to you. Yeah. Hey Pat, fuck you! I've sent you like three texts and no response. See, you son of a bitch. So he's got the droid. So oh, he yeah. doesn't do the international texting. So I went on his Instagram story oh. and just did like a DM on his Instagram story. So. Um, that is basically the only way that he is connecting with us. So I guess I need to either slide into his DMs. Which, yeah, I mean, with a dick you're pick. all about that, so. <laughs> hey, either slide in, or I just have to, like, get WhatsApp and see if he communicates no on WhatsApp. One, no one does WhatsApp. No oh, one shit. Does, uh, group me, all those things. Just get an iPhone. And everything is fixed. That's to Pat, because I do have an iPhone. Uh, I just realized when I said, uh, send, uh, I'll send Pat a dick pic that. We need to tamp this down by like 10 to 15% because when you come on the pod, it comes with the whole J family. This is true. And when I and, and we appreciate it and we love the support. Okay, when I was at Mitchapalooza 2.0, um, I saw your mom and she was like, she's a big fan of the pod. Listen to when, she came, when you came on <laughs> and she was she, telling me uh, she just wants us to like you know, dial it down like 10 to 15%. So when I lead the podcast talking about how I'm going to slide into Pat's DMs with a dick pic, it's not 10 to 15%. No. That's actually dialing you, you it went up. up. Yeah. <laughs> you went Sorry, up Mrs. To, J. You went up to 11 as opposed to down to 9. Yeah, I know. Sorry, Mrs. J. We'll, from this point on, we will dial it down 10%, promise. Okay, Ben. Intro music. Your visit 2.0. Here it is. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I got to bag it up. So Ben J. Third most listens in VL podcast episode history through 49 podcasts. That's your Menage a Trois episode on Laguna Beach. How's that make you feel? I'm a little bit pissed off still. Oh yeah, that you're not number one? <laughs> so, I gave a... I was pretty much completely 
Shameless, and I was just pleading with people at the 11th hour to <laughs> listen for like five minutes just to get those listens up. Now, I blame it on the fact that the Instagram post had me, I was basically like a tertiary character. <laughs> there was, it was, uh, it was for Laguna Beach and Kristen Cavallari is directly up front. And then you, I think, were like directly behind her. And I was just like hanging out on the couch. I was pixeled to fuck. <laughs> yeah. I blurred you really, out of yeah, the it like, I It's like my, my face is like just not safe for consumption by so, the kids. So two, so. two things. One, <laughs> um, you're going to be very, very satisfied with... I've already got the Instagram pictures done. I will get satisfied. You will be satisfied. Okay. These are grade A plus quality Instagram photos that we're going to be putting up for your podcast. It's going to be like obnoxious now because I made such a fun. No, no, I I didn't make it obnoxious. Right, good. These are just good. Um, and then the second thing is, I'm glad that. So what we need to do is we need to mention Natalie because. Oh, see, we didn't mention her. Right. So I was going to because. Um, I got a lot of flack for not mentioning her on my last appearance, and I wanted you to not say anything, so then I could just do it on my own. Oh, I stole your thunder. So now she's going to see it as not being sincere. So go ahead and my lesson. organically bring her up like it's your own idea. What do you want to say to the mother of your two well, children? Is she number two in the most listens? Or she, was she number one? I, I, honestly, I haven't seen where All she right. was at because I just was tracking yours so much yeah. per your request. <laughs> but uh, she has the second or third most Instagram likes on go. her photo of that's, anyone. And that's why I started bitching about my photo right. on the Instagram. So She's front uh, and center in her photo. <laughs> Nat- Natalie is my wife. She uh, She's the mother of my two children. So I'm a dad. Yeah. And as everyone remembers... Um, I am the VL podcast number one dad. I believe yeah. that was you, you're the number one fan. I'm number one dad, even though he's a dad. You have the most kids of any VL <laughs> podcast guest, too. Sick. Um, okay, so I want to start it off with, before we get into tonight, we're doing yep. episodes 10 and 11 of One Tree Hill. First things first, Ben, you've got some things that you want to get off your chest about OTH. Yes. So why don't you go ahead and lead those off before we get into the show tonight. So like a lot of the people who have been guessing, I did not watch this live back in, was I 2003, 4, mm-hmm. 5, something like that. Um, so I did not watch this. So I was listening to the pods, and then tonight was my first two episodes. Hearing BD talk about the basketball, I was so intrigued because <laughs> I thought there was no way that Nate was actually portrayed as well as he was. Or no, I guess it was the opposite. Because you didn't have any picks to Nate. Which... No. You were like... You were searching as closely as you possibly could, trying to find anything. Yeah. And he was flawless. So I was super intrigued by that. So what I ended up doing was I hopped on YouTube and looked up One Tree Hill basketball scenes. Yeah. It was like a 54-minute video of just all the basketball scenes. Okay. There's pretty much no basketball in episodes 10 and 11. I know, so it was just, it was just Well, there's a little. We'll yeah. get into it. I got a breakdown of it. But. River Corp. 
But yeah. so I watched for about ten minutes of just strictly scenes, and I agree. I mean, he's good. It's really good. Damn, I thought you were gonna say no. like you found something. No, he's you would have found it. I was not gonna find anything that you did not see. Now I saw all of. I it. think a lot more. Yeah, because yeah. there's what. Ten seasons of this? Nine, yeah. Nine? And so... Um, well, damn, I'm glad like yeah. that you went you went all the way through nine seasons and didn't even find anything. No, same no, no. As I, I did didn't... ten minutes of the 54-minute video. Oh, okay. So maybe you only so got through... So I did through... like season one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't watch episodes no, one through nine. So. Nate is good at basketball. He is just good. You can just tell his form is very solid and just the way he carries himself, he is good. Now, if you want to go into Lucas... Lucas looks like he's dribbling a basketball for the seventh or eighth time in his entire life. Like with Lucas, I'm a little concerned with the parents in the household, how like they never put any ball in his hand because it looks like he's just confused at the shape of a sphere. Well, I'm thinking they maybe had given him a ball and he went like West Side Story with it. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. He was more theater like kid. into the arts, like theater kid, and so he was like twirling around, not dribbling the ball. So I'm thinking that's where he was kind of making his hay. Well, I wouldn't doubt it because we already decided just in watching these two episodes tonight that Lucas may not be into ladies. He may be into the fellows. But yeah. No shots fired. Nope. No, 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 no. These We're are, just calling it like we see it. Is, We're pretty sure that the two girls that are fawning all over him, he has no sexual attraction to either of them. Anyways, go on. You're, no, the rest of your thoughts. Yes. All right. So that um, one of the main things on the um, snippets that you throw in, the audios, what is it with like teen dramas and the heavy panting and like breathing <laughs> when you hook up or just when you like make out? It is just so aggressive. Like, I've never breathed that heavily yeah. during a makeout. So, I've noticed that, it's too. It's jarring. I did. I played one clip, and I think you're talking about the one where Maroon 5 is playing in the background. Yes. yes. And I felt weird playing that because for the first half of that, I mean, <laughs> I wanted to play it because my main point of that was showing that, like, Lucas is in the midst of hooking up with one of the hottest girls ever, Peyton, and... He stops her midway to like go, wait, hey, 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 wait a second. I don't want this. <laughs> I want this. And he just points at her heart. And I couldn't get that clip in without also playing the beginning of that where there's the heavy like make out breathing. But yeah, they do aggressively breathe when they Which kiss. I was, I was listening to that podcast on my lunch and I was literally, I was sitting in a parking lot because I was trying to get through all these pods before yeah. coming on because <laughs> yeah. I had never watched the fucking show. Yeah, you're so binging. I was, like, I was like, I need to figure out what the hell's going on. So I was sitting in my car in a parking lot and sounds up pretty high. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's just like heavy breathing and I'm super self-conscious. How turned on. Who the hell is like walking past thinking I'm watching porn or something. How turned <laughs> like, on yeah. were you? The high. Moving on to the uh, <laughs> next one. Um, so I've got two more. Yeah. In general, Haley is not believable as the nerd. No. Because she has a crazy amount of confidence. Yeah. And normally the nerd can get the guy, but she's going to be awkward. Yeah. 
and there's going to be like insecurities. Um, she's going to say the wrong things and she's going to be like, oh my gosh, like I totally ruined it. All this. Not at all. No. She said like everything that she says is very perfect, calculated, exactly what she should say in that moment. That's not the nerd hooking up with the star basketball player. No. The dynamics are so fucking weird. I mean, we were saying that tonight when we were watching it. Like, how many times did we make the comment, like, how is Haley a nerd? How is she a fucking nerd? She is literally, like, a smoke show, 10 out of 10 in the looks department, and she is also just cool as fuck, and she's interacting with all the cool people as if she's always been friends with them. So it is such a weird dynamic. I... I, I, so I know you might not because we just put the one up today with Jules and Zerb that were on. But Jules made the comp to A Walk to Remember. Yes, I did hear that. I did not see that movie. Oh, you didn't? So oh, that one went over my head. Sorry, Jules. Sorry, Jules. But I guess the only lady... It was a good point, though. I'm sure. The <laughs> only lady, Jules, in this podcast studio sitting here right now, this guy that has seen the show would agree with you. Mandy Moore did it right as a nerd versus Haley. She just looks like a cool person. Um, Okay, your last thought. So this is kind of two in one. Um, One is I am team Haley. Mm. Mm -hmm. She's by far the hottest. Mm. Her lips are incredible. I don't know if I agree with you on that, but okay. Look, hey, to each his own. To each his own. So she's my hottest. Okay. Your hottest is... Peyton. Peyton. Why? Because of the curls, You right? know why. Now, a lot of people have been on Team Brooke, which I don't understand at all. Zerb. Zerb is totally Team Brooke. He is a lot of people. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Shots fired to Sorry. Zerb. Our number one fan. I thought that there were more people, I guess. But, um, so, she's got, like, the raspy voice. The raspy oh, voice. dude. See? Oh. So, I know you love it. My take is that... That does not age well. Oh, yeah. So yeah. when she gets to be like 55, 60, and then she starts to sound like a smoker. Yeah. You yeah. know? And it's like, uh-huh. it was hot when she was in high school and college and like 20s. And then, as with everyone, life fucking gets to you. Damn and it. And you just start to go downhill. And that raspy voice turns into like the like lunch movie. Hey. Like, hey, Ben, what's up? <laughs> yeah, so, so you want some asparagus with your steak? That, like, <laughs> does not age well, and long term, raspy voice does not play. Now the curls, you're totally fine. Those last forever. Yeah. And dude, I love that point because that's. So, I mean, I'm usually thinking pretty short term yeah. in my life and on team podcast, and I would definitely say that that's a good long term view of like, hey. You got to be thinking 10, 20, 30 years down the road with these teens, dude, when you're thinking about which ones you want to get with. Okay. But that's it's, why I'm with my wife. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was hot and I knew she was going to be hot forever. When you so. met her in the like second grade or whenever you met her, you just knew that was going to translate really well down the road. Five years old. Five years old. Yeah. yeah. It really worked out. I saw it then. So, um... Good stuff. I like that you're bringing the long-term perspective in. That is solid, solid good. Um, Solid good. Yeah. It's so solid good. Last thing I want to do, so I'm going to start to bring in a new weekly segment to kick off these pods with Pat. All right, I was going to say curveball. All right. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) So this is just a new thing I want to start to bring in, and 
the so this is right before we get into episodes 10 and 11 that we did tonight on one tree hill i mainly just want to i have as you know i get really annoyed with a lot of things in my life yeah everything takes me to a 10 but i quickly come down off of that 37 out of six yeah yeah (laughs) everything takes me to a 37 out of six but I quickly come down off of that just as fast as I go to a 10. So what I am just going to do every week and then hopefully uh, Pat will start logging these things too is just go into a segment I want to call Sweat the Small Stuff. So each week I'm just going to go through one thing that organically happened to me in that week that just annoyed the fuck out of me. But it's got to be like a small thing. It can't be like a real life thing. Okay, mine this week is, this just happened to me, where my number one fucking issue when I go to restaurants is waiters not writing down your fucking shit. Are you like on a date? Is it like just I'm just saying in general or I'm just saying in general it's a 0% success rate of a waiter fucking writing down your order and ever getting it correct. Like it's 0%. I've never been into a restaurant. They've taken their order, they've logged it all in memory. You're sitting there sweating bullets like I just gave like three things. I said no tomatoes, fucking extra croutons and no fucking celery. I know he's not going to get this right. And then A hundred percent of the time, there's something fucked up and wrong with it. So my issue is like, one, what's the fucking win? What's the fucking win? Do you, is there a single win? Is he going to get extra points or like, is he going to get, are you going to tip him five or 10 extra percent if he just like nails 17 people's orders without writing it down and has like an unreal memory? No. No. So there, that's point one. No fucking win. Point two, like I already said, fuck it up 100% of the time. Point three, it needs to be fucking mandated. If I'm like an owner of a restaurant, you need to go, hey, waiters, I don't even care if you're fucking Rain Man and you literally can get every single order right at the drop of a hat. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm mandating it as an owner. You have to write everything down just so people don't have to worry. And then the last thing I would fucking say is, let me just give an example. I've had it happen where... Then the waiters are like clearly embarrassed when they fuck it up and you call them out on it. They'll bring 10 items out and like they're missing one. And you'll go, hey, guy, I ordered hash browns on the side. What's up? I don't fucking see them. And then he'll go, he'll put it on you. He'll be like, uh, yeah, I just, I didn't have room to fit it on this cart. It's coming. And you're like... Hey, I know you, so let me get this straight. You brought 10 to 15 items out on this one cart. You were able to fit 10 to 15 items on this one cart. And then the one little small plate of hash browns, it just couldn't make it onto the cart. And you strategically, if that's the case, why not split it up? Like go seven and seven items. Why would you get 15 items on one fucking cart and then literally leave one in the back? And it was just clear to me when he was trying to convince me that I'm like, just say you fucked up, guy. Just say you fucked up. Anyways, that's my uh, one this week. I have uh, comments about that. Okay. Because one, stop being a child and having so many fucking different things in your order. <laughs> okay. That's number one. <laughs> number two is 
the mistake may not be on him. If he's got a ticket of 10 items and your item has three or four specific things, guess who doesn't give a fuck about your order? The guys in the kitchen. I know, but... things together. He could have put it in exactly how you ordered it. And even though it was perfect... So, now, so take all that out. Be up. Take all that out of it. I'm, yep. Let's not factor the kitchen in at all. If he <laughs> totally if he writes it down, then I know. If it comes out fucked up, hey, you're in the clear, bud. That's you a are good point. Totally in the clear. I know it's the kitchen. Yeah. So guess whose tip is not being impacted whatsoever right now? Yours, because it is the kitchen's fault, and I will never blame for that fuck up. Be a grown-up and stop changing <laughs> orders. Um, okay. I'm getting my notes back out. Get One Tree Hill, man. OTH. I'll tell you what. Whitey. Episode 10, titled, You Gotta Go There to Come Back. I thought episode 10 and 11, there was a lot of... I like doing two episodes on the uh, per podcast episode because... A lot of the storylines kind of overlap on two episodes. There's no need to really break them all out separately. So a lot of these will kind of overlap. But I would say one starts out episode 10. Everyone's tossing bags left and right. You got Haley, Nathan. They're just full on dating at this point. You got Lucas and Brooke full on dating at this point. Peyton is hooking up with no one, but it's very clear to the two podcasters sitting right here that Peyton and Lucas are going to get back together. So, did you have any thoughts on the relationship dynamics going on right now? Because I know you're coming in fresh and new. No, I followed pretty much everything. But there was one thing that if Lucas and Peyton ever end up hooking up again... From his perspective, how could you do that? She literally walked out. So, yeah, she walked out. with Peyton, right? Yeah, totally her fault that they never got together. But I think it's very clear to me now that it's kind of like you want what you can't have. When he was drooling all over her, trying to get with her, it was like, oh, I want, uh, you know, I don't want this guy. Whoa, um, it's just attention. But then once that attention goes away, dude, it's like clear. Mm-hmm. want it back absolutely i just gotta say this we should get into the brooke shit with lucas dude because this is starting to become a real issue for me <laughs> stage five clinger can we say that i mean so i made the comment that these kids hang out with their girlfriends more in like a three-day span <sighs> than we ever did in high school or college or even afterwards in like three months. Dude, let me list they out. They can't do anything without having one of these people show up. Yeah, these there's girls no are way. Just all over them. You had a girlfriend all throughout high school. You were not. My hang- wife, by the way. Your wife now, Natalie, mother of two. You were not hanging out with her every single fucking day. No, were was, you? No, it was once a week. Right. So let me just list Friday out. Friday or Saturday. Brooke like hooks up with Lucas once. She has one hookup with him, and let me just list out what ensues (laughs) over, like, the course of a day and a half. So, she hooks up with him, stage five clinger, that's all I wrote down, um, showed up the next morning at 7 a.m. with breakfast. If that's reality, 
you don't show up before like 10 a.m. To a high school kid, you're sleeping in till noon. 7 a.m., get the fuck out. They had school that next day. She showed up before school with bagels. Like, dude. Full face of makeup. Oh, already dude. Showered. She woke up at 5 a.m. <laughs> she woke up at 5 a.m. to get ready and literally go over there the very next day after their first hookup the she evening didn't prior. Sleep. She didn't sleep. She started getting ready as soon as she got home. And then she was staring at a photo of him. Just like playing out conversations in her mind. I would say she probably slept zero that entire first night and just spent the entire night creating a Lucas shrine. She's got all the candles lit. She's got a big picture of him shooting a basketball with his really awkward form and trying to dribble like an idiot. She's got that picture up in the middle with a bunch of candles lit. And then she's just like, she's kneeling in front of it, waiting. She's just waiting for 7 a.m. so she can go over there and give him bagels. And see that soul patch again. See, <laughs> see that dude. Once you go soul patch, you never go back. The funny thing about Lucas's soul patch is it's not consistent. It's blonde. Well, yeah, and it's blonde. <laughs> you can't even fucking see it. It's blonde. Until you see it. And it's, then it's like, I can't stop staring at this guy's <laughs> fucking chin. Just, this is silly. He does not look like a 16 and a half year old. He could not look more... Like a 29-year-old than anyone I've ever seen. Okay, so the rest of these things. So that's the next morning. That Then they go to school. They spend the entire day. She's clinging all over him, like all over his arms in between classes. Fucking pathetic. After school, he's just playing basketball with his friends on the river court. She shows up. She shows up and then just sits there in the stands and just sits and watches him play basketball with By his herself. friends. By herself. How do you not have like three or four other girls with you? I don't know. Three. Then after they go play basketball, goes to the store and buys condoms and whipped cream with him. And Deb sees it. Why didn't they just let him buy Magnums, by the way? Oh, yeah. Like, just go into, like, he's a heartthrob. Yeah. Like, all these girls are obsessed with him. They're essentially telling. Throw I mean, the guy a fucking bone here. Mark Schwann's essentially telling Throw us that. Throw some magnums on that, like <laughs> counter. All right. So Mark Schwann. Dad will be like, "Oh damn, okay, okay, Lucas." So Mark Schwann is essentially just telling us that Lucas has a completely average deck. Yeah. I'm That's sorry. That's exactly to, how I read it. Again, I'm sorry to Mrs. J who's hearing this and just like we're refusing to to dial this down but <laughs> sorry but yeah just like yeah help him out like just throw some mat- I mean you see it with any movie like you look at uh, Mark Wahlberg in um, uh, Boogie Nights when he had to show his dick that was not his dick it was a prosthetic dick that was like nine inches because it's like hey we got movie magic on our side right now why would we not just like Increase my dick size by like two or three inches. I think uh, Fastbender is the only guy who like really impressed on showing his dong. Oh, really? And, yeah. Cool. Hey, that's cool stuff. So you can Google that one, kids. Hey, kids, get at it. Turn the um, safe search off. It, turn it off, <laughs> Michael kids. Michael Fastbender. Michael Fastbender. <laughs> look it up. Fourth one. Um, I just want to talk about PDA really quick. Thank you. It's relentless dude they go to this like bar slash party or whatever and there's like a live band and they do not get off the couch 
with his arm around her, cuddling the entire time. Her, also, it's not just the arm that he's got around her, it's that move where she's got, like, the one leg crossed over his two legs. And I am not a fan of PDA. I'll never do it. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Even now, I'm married, and uh, I just hate it. I hate all public displays of affection. So I was thinking about this. Do co-ed public schools, do, like, couples just constantly, like, make out and, like, I don't know. Grab on each other. I mean, public like, school. at school. Because that's where it was, like, throwing me off. It was, like... I think. It's, it's one thing to do it at, like, a party, at night, away from school, but literally to do it when, like, your fucking English teacher sober. is, like, walking down the hall. Sober. Just watching make out with your girlfriend. Like, sober. Who the fuck was... I am definitely against it. In general, there's tasteful ways to do PDA and I think that's completely necessary and I enjoy that but not to be just like all over each other in the middle of a party get the fuck out I've had many issues with PDA in terms of like I want to do it never but I've had to like learn over the years like how to strategically weave it in so that everything's copacetic in the relationship because Anna does like PDA or she at least likes like more attention than I probably give in public forums like naturally so I have to like figure out how to like strategically weave it in when like no one's looking just like little touches here and there to like get me off is that what you're doing with me? well no I want everyone to see what I do with you okay good so that's for open consumption by the public Um, okay should we get a clip in here? we gotta get a clip in dude it's been too long Keith giving his fake dad advice. Here it is. You know, the Luke Scott that I know is better than this. Look, the Keith Scott I know is not my mother, all right? He's not even her boyfriend, so this really isn't your business. Well, that's where you're wrong. Because while I'm here, it is my business. You know, you might want to take a long, hard look in the mirror. And see if the guy staring back at you is the kind of person that you want to be. While Lucas's mom is away in Italy for six weeks, Keith is his de facto fake dad for like six weeks. And so he's living at, at their house now. And the reason he's giving that advice is because he thinks Brooke is a bad influence on Lucas. And he's giving all this advice about you need to take a long, hard look in the mirror at what she's doing to you. That scene happens right after Keith walks in on Lucas and Brooke in the midst of a hookup and just lingers. You know, like most parents, I feel like, you know, you're on the precipice of this with two children over the next 14 years. You're going to run into this. Yeah, my five-month-old. <laughs> you're five I'm already thinking so about let's, it. Yeah, you're already thinking about this 16, <laughs> 17 years down the road. But at some point, this may happen to you. Are you going to linger after that? After you walk in on your son hooking up with a brook? Are you going to just... Because Keith didn't leave. He just lingered and then had that chat with Lucas. The lingering is one part, but the other thing is just not looking away. Like, he walks in and just stares Lucas right in the eye. Lucas probably... Sorry, Mom. Probably has a boner at that point. 
Definitely. It's like, it's like just give him a second to like tuck it somewhere up. so that he can stand. You're not tucking it down. No, you don't tuck it down. <laughs> tuck it up into the waistband. He had his pants on. It's like just give him a second to get his composure here. Yeah. I mean, that is just so creepy. It was... <laughs> oh. During his talk as well, he's kind of like guilting Lucas for wanting to like hook up with girls. So I kind of did a, like I'm a little bit woke on Keith. So mm-hmm. he is best friends with Karen for 18 years. Never hooks up with her. Mm-mm. I think he's got some sort of like crazy insecurity about sex. Oh yeah. And that's why everything is like kind of out of whack. When sex comes into play, he's out. Mm-hmm. Not interested. Uh, doesn't want to yeah. do it himself. Doesn't want anyone else to do it. Something must have happened when he was young. Dude, I feel so bad for your mom who's listening to this because we are not getting off of this. But I mean, are we thinking tiny dick syndrome? T D S. T D S. I mean, it's an affliction. It's serious. Keith could have it. He absolutely could, and so could Lucas. He didn't have magnets. Neither of them. Well, Lucas is, is definitely buying baby condoms, and <laughs> Keith is buying no condoms because he is just gonna. He is just complacent. I guess this is how he gets his rocks off. He just That's, goes. Yeah. He goes decades. He goes decades without <laughs> having sex. But the way that he gets by is that he walks in on his sixteen year old fake son, and then it's like, okay, well, that's enough for me now. I'm good to go for another 20 years without having sex because I kind of saw my 16-year-old son with a boner feeling a boob. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. Hey, sorry, Karen. Now it's going to be till we're 60 <laughs> that I try and make a fucking move on you. God damn, dude. I mean, what are your thoughts on Keith? Because I know ladies love him because it's like they go, oh, Keith. He's such a nice guy. He's like, this is what I want. This guy who, like, he doesn't care about sex. All he cares about is, like, being there for my son and, like, being a really good friend. We're a friend first. We connect emotionally first. And sex is not all that it's about. But it's, like, at a certain point, I mean, Keith, what's up? Are you a dude, Keith? Or are you a fucking not dude? Keith's not a dude. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm trying to put my thoughts together here around Keith uh, because he's definitely not the MVP. <laughs> no. <laughs> Walking in on no. Lucas and everything is just immediate non-MVP status <laughs> because Keith is just like the wet blanket for like teenage years. These are things like, but these are experiences that you need to have. You need to experience this. You need to go through it. You need to have heartbreak. You need to make bad decisions. And he's treating them like, and these are like life and death situations. Dude, like, dude, just calm the fuck down. Keith, You're a fake dad. He doesn't fake get dad, it. Fake dad, bro. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Okay, let's move on. Um, Jake Jagelski. Jake Jagelski uh, made his, his podcast. Worst last name you could ever come up with for a Jake. Pat and I fucked up his last name for like the first two times we two episodes we were doing on him. We kept calling him Jake Jagowski. Jagowski. I just think Janowski, like Stevie Janowski from Eastbound and Down. Either way, so he's back. He literally he came into the scene. We found out like four episodes ago that he had a kid, 
um, Pat and I got really excited because we were like, damn, we're about to get some like teenage pregnancy drama going here. And then... <laughs> I know where you're going. Jake just bounced. And then it was like, fuck, we're not. And then all of a sudden he's back. So you got... I was glad that you got some Jake Jagelski in your, in your system because you're a dad. And so you've got some, I think, nits to pick with Jake Jagelski and his fathering. I do. But before we get to that, it was pretty convenient that they just, the mom of the child oh. is just not in the picture. So they like, said did that. did she pass away? No, unclear. Or did she move away and choose not to bring her little ginger baby Jenny? Yeah, that was so weird. They were like, and then they, they it was just... a weird twist on the teen pregnancy. Normally, it's not the dude being. <laughs> and normally, there is a the female involved in yes. in teen pregnancy. Like, hey, I need you to grow up. I need you to be a fucking dad. Well, no, he's being dad. He's being mom. He's doing everything. Jake is. Gosh, now I'm like talking myself into Jake might be the MVP. Of no, no, episodes. no. I know who you're gonna give the MVP to, and I want you to keep it the way it is. I am, but um, but no, Jake is like respect the hustle, dude. Jake's hustling, but I'm just confused because you just don't see that much. The female, so the mom just has the baby growing in her womb for nine months, has the baby, and then just okay, see ya. I mean. Can you imagine Natalie just like on either one of your kids? No, no, no I cannot. Hey, no, I cannot no, imagine no, you ever doing no, that. Not, no, no. Jeez, we wouldn't say that. I see these traps. Oh, that was a trap you passed. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying, though. It's completely implausible that Natalie would ever bounce after carrying your child for nine months. So the fact that like the and then I love the way that they described it to just get the mom out of the picture completely. They, uh, Chad Michael Murray says to uh, Jake Jagelski, he's like, so what's up? Where's the mom at? And he's just like, oh, dude, it's a long story. <laughs> we've, we've got... <laughs> That's it. We literally have eight seasons to do this story. I think you probably have enough time to like write in a story. And Chad could easily be like, hey, dude, I'm in high school. I literally have nothing going on. <laughs> Guess what I have? Time to hear that long story. Because I don't have a job, I don't have a house, I don't have a fucking like, wife, I don't have kids. So go ahead, Jake Jagelski, tell me the fucking long story. Well, I would say he has very little time because Brooke is probably going to come oh, yeah, swooping true. in shortly because she can't go 20 minutes without seeing him. So <laughs> uh, so my picking nits on Jake yeah. Jagelski. Yeah, Jagelski. Jagelski. Janowski. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw just immediately, like... 20 things wrong with what he was doing as being a parent. Dude, this is your forum to say All what right. those 20 things are. So, uh, the first thing that is coming to mind was when he brings Jenny, this sweet little baby girl, six months old, to Karen's Cafe for the open mic and just sets her directly on stage, which is where all the speakers are. Mm -hmm. If you have ever had any children around you, guess what kids don't like? Really loud noises. Mm -hmm. Speakers, what do they do? Make noises really fucking loud. Yeah, That was awful. Um, Bad dad. Actually, Lucas, just being ignorant, said that Karen's Cafe has booster seats. Dude, <laughs> it's a six-month-old. <laughs> Kick can hardly hold her fucking head up. 
Booster seats are for like, eh, probably like 18 months old. Okay. Because there's no back support. These are issues. These are parental issues that I know now. So, Lucas, fuck right off. Lucas, you have no idea what you're talking about. He doesn't. And he was trying to, like, drop knowledge on Jake as well. Oh, we should play a clip of that. We totally forgot about that. Let's play a clip of that knowledge. Here's Lucas, 16 and a half year old dad knowledge. Why keep her a secret? Oh, come on, you know how people are. Yeah, but... If you treat this like it's something to be ashamed of, your daughter will carry that around with her for the rest of her life. Well, I'm, no, I'm not ashamed of her. I'm just trying to protect her. You know, my mom did the same thing. But when I found out the truth about who I was, there was a part of me that thought that maybe she kept it a secret because she was ashamed of me. Trust me, man. You don't want to hide this. Let, let's just do a hypothetical real quick before you finish your dad list. How would it really go if you're 16 and a half and like you go over to your friend's house like with a basketball to go play basketball with them <laughs> and then you just find out that there's a little baby in there and he's the dad of the kid? It would not go how Lucas just had that conversation. It wouldn't go. It wouldn't go like that where you're like, "I'm Lucas. I'm the the high and mighty, like greatest fucking wisest dude of all time." No, you're a dumbass, Lucas. So how would it actually go? Where like you walk in, I'll be Lucas. You be the dad since you're a 16 year old dad. Mm-hmm. Hey Ben, what's up, dude? Do you want to play some ball at the River Court? No, I'm a little bit busy. Dude, come on, dude. No, I'm. I'm seriously busy. Dude, Steve got a couple Playboys from his dad, and so not only are we going to shoot baskets, but we're also going to look at these Playboys. It's going to be unreal, dude. I'm not really into Playboy anymore. Do you want to come inside for a second? Wait, should we just go to the river court? Just come inside for a second. Um, Playboy is kind of offensive to me now. Do you have Dunkaroos inside? How many Dunkaroos do you have inside? How many packs of Dunkaroos? Two. That's not enough. No. One, two, I get both? me and you. Yeah, sure. Okay. Come I'll come in, in if I get both packs of Dunkaroos, and you better have a fucking fruit roll-up in there for me too, bitch. I got Gushers. Okay, I'll come in. All right. What so do you I'm... have here? <laughs> What's up? Did your mom have another kid? Do you have a little brother? No. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's mine. What the fuck? You're having sex? Her name's Jenny. My child. The girl you're having sex with? Are you fucking? Are you having sex? No, I did have sex. Having sex. How was it? Can you give me all the details about the sex? It was about... I don't care that you have a kid. I don't care what this is over here. This is a baby? I don't care. What was the sex like? Did you feel her boob? No. She wanted to keep her shirt on. (laughs) I'm just saying all... She insecurities. (laughs) All right. You had fully clothed sex? Those Playboy models, that's someone's daughter. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying, literally, the conversation between two 16-year-olds would go nothing. Like, I was just watching Lucas have that conversation with Jake Jagowski with his kid. <laughs> Jake Jagowski is the worst fucking name. <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, God damn, Lucas is totally a 30-year-old having a conversation with another fucking 30-year-old. These are not teens. These are not teens. But I love it. 
I love it's it. It's great. I love the teens. I'm never going to rip on the teens. All right. What's your, any other things on your dad's list? last one was at the open mic, Jake was like, hey, Jenny, little girl, this is my world. And he point, like, you're, you're motioning to motioning the, the cafe. to the crowd. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's not the politically correct thing to say. Your world is her. Yeah. They should meet her. The that was just poor writing. We know great storylines, poor writing. Oh, dude. Just You're think listening. this through. Think this through. The writing is not great on this show. It's not great. The stories are fantastic, but God, the, I mean, I need to look up who the writer is because all I've done is look up who the, the producer, the director, whoever is, Mark Schwann. But um, it's not great. Okay, should we get into my MCITW? Yes, please. Is it going to be Gavin DeGraw? No, he's next. (laughs) Dude, I'm sorry. I just, I keep giving it to him, but I don't know who else to give the MCITW to every single week other than fucking Whitey. He's out of fucking control, dude. I mean, you've never seen the show, so I definitely want to hear your thoughts on fucking Whitey, but like this old man is... Fucking senile. He needs to be put in a home, dude. I have no idea why he is still in this society and he has not been forced into retirement and into a nursing home. This is brought to you by Wicklowware. Wicklowware. W-I-C-K-L-O-W. Where? Be free and explore. Get all your auto gear wickleware.com. Type in the promo code BL. Check out and get 10% off of your order. BL Swag. Ben has it on right now. $30. Kids, get at us on Instagram. It's soft. It is soft as a fucking glove. Dude, Whitey, we found out his reason for canceling basketball. Whitey is the basketball coach, by the way. Just <laughs> The kids know it. that, dude. The kids know he's the coach. Whitey cancels basketball. <laughs> That's it. He just cancels basketball. He cancels the sport. <laughs> and I don't... So I, let me just play a quick clip. Um, because we finally get the reason on why he canceled basketball. We thought it was because he was pissed off that Nathan did steroids and stuff in our last podcast. We talked about that extensively. But now we realize, no, Whitey's got bigger plans, dude. <laughs> Whitey's got bigger plans. Obviously, hashtag Whitey inspirational quotes. It lives on because he's got bigger ideas on why he canceled basketball. It wasn't just the the simple reason of like it's steroid use. No, there's more. <laughs> and steroid use is not simple at all. No, it's not that simple, dude. Here's why he canceled it. Clip. Well, you could take a page out of my book and step back. That's your advice? Just do nothing? I've coached 35 teams. Some of them have coddled. Some of them have yelled at. But each player has to find his own game. Don't worry about Lucas. He'll find his way back to the main road. (laughs) Keith, bud. These are 16 and a half year olds. Okay, Keith? All right. These are full grown adults. They get it. You know what they know how to do, Keith? 
figure stuff out on their own. They know how to figure stuff out on their own. Keith, I've been doing this a long time, Keith. 35 okay? years. I've been doing this like 35. Like 35 teens? It could be 135 years. I don't know how old Whitey is. He could be in his 200s. He won't fucking die. <laughs> Keith, you don't get it, okay, you idiot? You gotta let the kids figure it out on their own, Keith. And it's like, how is that the fucking answer? Let the kids just like... So Whitey's solution to solving the steroid problem <laughs> at the local Tree Hill High School is to just walk away. <laughs> They're going to probably have like a players only meeting. They're going to talk it out. Everyone's going to cry. And they're going to be right back where we started winning games. Winning W's, Keith. Keith, do you like W's? All about wins and losses, okay? But if you don't win in the right way, it's not worth winning at all. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, he literally said at one point, he said, he verbatim, I quote, sometimes you just got to step away. And I, I just, we need to get Hank back on this pod because he's a teacher of right. the kids. Yeah. Of the kids. And a coach of the kids. And a coach of the kids. And I'd love to know, like, Hank, <laughs> does it work like that? Like with high schoolers? Where you, you just walk out of class? Yeah. Like, you know, like someone in class is like being really unruly. They're doing something really <laughs> immature. And you just like go, hey, Jonathan. And you just walk out and let the kid just solve it on his own? <laughs> There's no way. So, okay, once again, Whitey, you may get a Lifetime Achievement Award for the MCITW. You fucking suck. And with that, Whitey, you old-ass piece of shit, be free and explore. Fuck you. Someone put you in a nursing home. So maybe not be free and explore. Just go to a nursing home. Yeah. So I feel like Whitey is... So he had 35 teams, he said. I feel like 30 of those teams were wrestling teams. And they lost their basketball coach. So they just got the most senior coach to move over to the basketball program. Yeah. Because he clearly knows nothing about any basketball. There's no basketball sense. There's no talking about it. Yeah, he was a wrestling coach is what, like, I see in my mind. And we had a wrestling coach who randomly came over to the soccer team when I was in high school. And he was like a puppet. It was like, he would try and give us like... Let's go! Go like rah, rah, Let's yeah, go! Just like, dig deep! Dig deep, boys! Honestly, what I really want to do is I... Shut up. I don't have the time to do this, but goddamn, I would love to just go through all of One Tree Hill and just like create a montage of Whitey's hashtag Whitey inspiration quotes. And just like put them out there on Instagram in like a 17 minute long story. <laughs> and just like you can see all the fucking cliches he says. Like, honestly, every time he talks, I think of like Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights. Like, if you're not first, you're last. And it's like, I just, I never know what needle his words are moving. I, I feel like they're moving no fucking needle with the teens. He doesn't get the teens. So, like, I, like we do, dude. He doesn't get the teens like we do in this podcast in their lingo, man. If you don't know the teens lingo, then you're out of fucking touch, man. (laughs) 
Now, what I wrote down was he is the Mike Tomlin of Tree Hill. Oh, yeah. Steelers so, head coach. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. He's well known for his quotes. He says a bunch of stuff and it sounds really good. Yeah. And then when you think back to what he said, you're you just, know, yeah. What the fuck did he just say? That makes no sense at all. But it sounds great. In the moment, it's like, oh my God, that is like so insightful. And wow, that is bulletin board material. And everyone's just like, wait, did he actually fucking say that? This is a joke, right? Nope. It's not a joke. So, so is Whitey easily your most hated? Like he is me. Brooke might be mine. Oh, uh, <laughs> dude, I love having you on because Brooke. I do not like Brooke that much. And I have been going up against a brick wall on that because, like I said, <laughs> Zerb is a, bra- a big uh, Brooke fan. Oh, I also, I cannot, I would be remiss if dude, I... I was going to drop that. that. Zerb already did it last episode. No, no, I, it was going to be like a callback from the guest. <clears throat> I listen. But, so... Sorry. Everyone can talk about how I said I don't care. I'd be remiss if I didn't also include that Lauren S. gave some feedback this week. And it's only fitting that we give her a shout out because she's been a a guest on this podcast. She loves your wife feverishly. She has said to me multiple times that she really wants to just come on this podcast with Natalie. Sit here. Loved Natalie's pod. Set it up. Couple other things that she loves. She is a big Jake Jagelski fan. Now that Jake is back in our lives, we have to give Lauren you a shout out. And also the other thing that she was saying was that she loves Brooke too. So deserve. So it's like everyone's been loving on Brooke and I'm just sitting here like, I don't, I love her raspy voice. But other than that, I am not feeling Brooke in her clinginess at all. I'm glad that you share that feeling. I'm also glad about another guy, Gavin DeGraw. Episode 10 ends with a little Gavin DeGraw 2003 cameo. Gavin DeGraw just decides that, so he's in Tree Hill, North Carolina? He's in North Carolina doing a show, and he was doing like a radio show. In the local little town town of Tree Hill? Yeah, why not? So Peyton runs into him, and a classic cameo situation. She tells him that he needs to just come to that open mic night and just sing. He also has no entourage with him. Sorry, but Gavin DeGraw has a fucking entourage. In 03? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, he's got hats for days. Someone's got to be carrying those. What hats does he wear? Fedoras? No, he was wearing those, like, beanies with like, oh, the yeah. little, like, bill on it. Yeah. Which, yeah. So, I was so let down because at that open mic night, Gavin DeGraw sang the intro song to One Tree Hill. I was just let down because I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, we hear that song every single episode. Can you play us number two on your list? Like, do you have another hit that you can play? Did Gavin DeGraw have any other songs? No. So he just had the one? Yeah, I think so. I think it was just like a single EP and that was it. <laughs> he never sang again? No. Okay, so we'll... just touring. He did that like 20 times in a row. And they're like, encore. And he's like, okay, <laughs> same fucking song. Okay, so a Gavin DeGraw concert is you show up and he just does 
two and a half straight hours of what's the name of the song? I don't wanna be anything All I could do was to commit <laughs> now we move into a basketball river court montage scene dude a couple things i wanted to note from this basketball scene because i wanted to get a little basketball talk in here with the two guys yep sitting here in this podcast studio um i got cut freshman year <laughs> <laughs> make sure to bring that up again first thing lucas clear stunt double in the basketball scene oh. They didn't even have any of the actual actors in the shot. They like cut away, <laughs> and it was just this like five eight white dude going up and dunking on like a seven foot hoop. Yeah, uh, it was totally unnecessary. I, just, it, that was... or I guess it was probably necessary because we know Chan Michael Murray Sucks. has never done anything with basketball. So. so what they did was they had they closed they did a close up shot of Chad Michael Murray passing the basketball off. To Nathan. To Nathan, yeah. When Nathan got the pass, camera panned over to him. When they panned back over to Chad Michael Murray, it was a completely different actor who caught the ball and then dunked it. It was like the weirdest. Like, whoa, is he passing to a different guy on Chad Michael Murray's team? Who's wearing the exact same outfit and has the same soul patch and haircut? What a coincidence. Wow. Social suicide showing up to the River Court game in the exact same outfit and soul patch. Another thing, it's so clear that they are playing on like eight or nine foot hoops. Like, there was this one scene when this, like, okay, either Tree Hill High School has a seven foot three black guy on their team who needs to be drafted (laughs) straight out of high school into the NBA, or this guy is just playing basketball on eight and a half feet. Like, he, the, this guy got the ball down low and went up for a layup, and he maybe jumped three inches off the ground and was a full, like, palm above the rim. And so it's like, wow, either Ke- the next Kevin Garnett, a.k.a. my hero, is sitting here in this small town in North Carolina, or they're playing on eight. And then the last thing, dude. End of this scene, how we're going to end this episode 10. <laughs> MCITW. It's <laughs> going back to the MCITW. Fucking Whitey just ejaculating uncontrollably in his pants as he's watching this River Court game because you know what he thinks? It worked. They learned they had to have fun. Sports are all about just having fun. And Keith is like no more than two feet away from him. As he is just ejaculating everywhere in this fucking pickup. It's mm-hmm. like, that's rude. Dude. Oh, so rude. Like, obviously it's not his pickup. You don't want to. You can't do that in someone else's car. You right? don't want to jizz in front of your friends. No. Damn it. Mrs. J is going to hate that one, too. <laughs> She's long gone by now. <laughs> she only listened to the first 30 minutes, so yeah. we're good. Um, yeah, so at the end of this, Whitey's just sitting in his car, and he's watching it with this smug fucking look on his face. This stupid old man. And he's like, uh, I did it. You see that, Keith? Keith, you see it? That's the kind of hand off, hands off approach, Keith, that you need to take. So, Keith, a little advice for you with your fake son, Lucas, <laughs> that you're fathering for the next six weeks. Hands off approach, bud. You got to let these teens live, man. No rules. They will figure it out. All right. Don't worry. These guys are they mature. Will figure it out. They are mature 16 and a half year olds. They will figure it out, Keith. 
Send that shuttle to the senior home. Home. I don't need it. I still have a fucking team and a job. We're getting more W's, boys. And we're going to have fun and we're going to do it the right way. God, it's awful. Episode 11. The Living Years. Well, so at the end of 10. Mm. Lingering thoughts? Quick. Dan is going to go to therapy? I was trying to just hold off Dan as much as possible, but hey. I can't wait. Dude, monkey's out of the bottle, dude. (laughs) Monkey's out of the fucking bottle. Monkey's out of the bottle. Let's just get into Dan. I am, so there's two things that Pandora only goes out, doesn't go in. (laughs) Pandora comes out of the box. She doesn't go back in. (laughs) There's two things that really made me excited with you being on the pod. One, your hate of Brooke. Yep. And, well, two. I guess three. <laughs> Thanks. Two of them are hate. So the fact that you also hate Whitey is good to see. The fact that you're not a Brooke fan is good to see because that is an unpopular opinion alert. And I love that we share that. And then three. And what we will just make the entire theme of episode 11, The Living Years, is fucking you loving Dan Scott. He is by far the best character in this entire show. <laughs> He's hysterical. <laughs> Every time he opens his mouth, I laughed. So Dan, Dan is a comic book villain. He is out of control. But yeah, I loved that you loved it because I am starting to really enjoy any time Dan is on the screen. He is wild, dude. I get giddy every single time he shows up. I was like, oh, Dan's coming. Let's play. So you Omar's just... coming. Dan's coming. <laughs> Let's play a clip that you were just talking about of, uh, so Dan and Deb are having some problems in their marriage, obviously, um, because Dan's a humongous piece of shit. And so they go to therapy. (laughs) So let's play a clip of, uh, Dan at therapy with Nathan and Deb. Here it is. Um, we reached the breaking point two weeks ago when my son... Oh, you hear that? My son? Deb is speaking now, Dan. When our son collapsed on the basketball court after taking drugs to boost his performance. The kid made a mistake. He knows that. Because his father has been bullying him about the sport since he was old enough to hold a ball. Is that true, Nathan? His mother is so quick to put the blame on me, but up until recently, her job always came first. Yes, but I changed my behavior, Dan. You haven't. You can't seem to lose this unhealthy obsession you have with basketball and how Nathan She blames me for her shortcomings as a mother. Okay. I think we got some things out in the open. Dude, how quickly, you know, we, 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 I feel like we've done a good job of making sure that Natalie gets her due on this pod because you fucked up so bad the first time. How hard would you, if you were in a therapy session, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Dan, uh, with Natalie and your two kids and your only thing that you can think of when the therapist is starting to come at you with some bullshit is to just slam Natalie for her mothering skills. How quickly do you get castrated? Do you think you make it to the car before Natalie just cuts your dick off? Oh, no. You think she does it there in... I would not be able to finish the thought. Right. Before... She's got one of those, like, cigar cutters, and she's just holding it by your groin. It's there. Oh, you keep it on. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I, I have to keep it on. That's... You're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So if 
What what made you love Dan so much? Seeing him make like just all of his comments. The fact that he now had an audience to just oh. air out all of his grievances, which are all because of him. So yeah, the literally whole, all all his whole fault. idea of them trying to like figure out what the issue is and like genuinely getting into like legit therapy and talking things out and what are you feeling? He is literally the fucking reason for all of it. Right. Yeah. He's not going to see any of this. So what they should do in reality, not good for a television show is he should have his own session. And everyone else <laughs> yeah. should have their own session. And then yeah. after a few months, you bring everyone in once he realizes, wow, I may be the biggest dick. Hey, what's the what's the common denominator in yeah. all these problems? Uh, uh, you, Dan, your insecurity with being a mother, and your it's like no, Dan, no, Dan, it's it's you. You're a little bit overbearing. But here's the thing, dude. God, like, he's so awesome. He's <laughs> like just if you're watching this, which I hope you are, just watch an episode that has Dan in it, and he is fucking hysterical. So Dan. This is the thing, dude. He's awesome. I love you and I both love a lot of reality TV shows. We yes. both love Vanderpump, right? Yep. We both do you watch Challenge? Yeah. I'll watch watch yeah. Challenge. The best characters, honestly, for TV are the characters that have zero self awareness. Like just none. Hundred percent. You're just flying blind. You literally you you wake up, you, you have no idea you, you just have blinders on. You're you're like a horse racing and you just have these like blinders on the both left and right side and you can't see anything other than just what is in front of your fucking face. Dan is that guy and I do like it a lot because it's just so fucking hilarious to watch, dude. When he was out to dinner with Nate and the waitress with the big boobs, Tara, yeah, walks up yeah. and he just makes some like sly comment. Yeah. It's like she almost got pregnant right there. Oh yeah. So Dan, yeah, had Lucas, right? Yep. In high school, end of senior year, and then immediately goes to Deb. Three months later. Three months later, impregnates her. Gets another, <laughs> another kid. Tossing seed out left and like, right. That dude can do it. Oh yeah. Like he's very viral. Oh yeah. Viral. Oh that's not oh, viral. Yeah. What is that word? Viral. Viral, right? How do you spell it? Who knows? But he's got a lot of seed that he's ready to throw. Like, that dude is dangerous to be around. I mean, dude, don't be within 10 feet of him. He <laughs> might get you pregnant. <laughs> like, the fact that he's literally going to therapy, he has moved out of his house with his wife. He's living at the beach house. He's living at the beach five house. Five miles away. <laughs> not, not a bad downgrade. Um, Pat and I and talked about that. They have a just, beach house like yeah. within within seven and a half minutes of their real house. It's so weird. And then to just be like hitting on Tara, the waitress, who is not writing down the fucking order. Yeah, <laughs> That's probably gonna get comics. Probably gonna get cut. But um, it was like. Just him doing that, I was like, that's fucking outrageous. Dude. Like, obviously he has no self-control, has no self-awareness. It's got those blinders. All he sees is, Tara, you got big boobs. What's up, girl? 
Well, I got a beach house. Both you and Pat were commenting um, on Deb, so clearly he's a boob guy because Deb is very well endowed upstairs. And I just couldn't stop saying that either. Yeah, because I heard that Pat thought that, and I was like, "All right, so I have someone else acknowledging it." Pat has never said it on the pod, but I have said oh. it for him at least five times while he's been out on his honeymoon. Um, okay, let's uh, zag over to Brooke and Lucas. We uh, there. I think it's becoming very clear that they're not a great match. Is that safe to say? Oh, absolutely. So right now they're just full on dating. Brooke and Lucas are together, and they're having a lot of troubles because Lucas keeps going and like hanging out with Peyton, and he has a ton in common with her. He's a very like intellectual guy. He likes to read, and Peyton's also very intellectual, <laughs> and she likes to draw, and they just have a lot in common. And so Brooke is kind of like, even though she's dating Lucas, she's constantly on the outside, like trying to become closer to Lucas, but she can't because she's she doesn't have the same interests. The only scene though that I actually wrote down in my notes about Lucas and Brooke, very dude centric comment coming here was the hot tub scene between Brooke and Lucas. I know it well. Not their house. That was unbeknownst to Lucas. These, and these Lucas two podcasters. Lucas thought it was her house. And she yeah. sprung that. She was like, I don't know who's going to come home and see me with my top off. Yeah, she gets in the hot tub and God, she's just so sexual, dude. I mean... So I know you're not a Brooke fan and neither am I, but when she's sitting there... She's hot, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you made the comment that she's got, like, an unreal, like, best body, 10 out of 10. Love you, Natalie. Love you, Natalie. Mother of his children. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. For the kids. For this, for the kids. Kids, Sophia Bush walks onto the screen getting in a hot tub and she takes her top off. It's like, what are you going to do, you know, when you're two podcasters sitting here in a podcast studio analyzing this stuff for a living, dude, you got called out. There was one hilarious thing about that hot tub scene, though, that I wanted to make sure to mention. Um, It goes to, it clearly like goes to commercial. We're watching this on Hulu, but it clearly like goes to commercial, like when it starts getting real steamy in the hot tub. And as it goes to commercial, the camera kind of like pans up and away off of the hot tub scene because it's like, all right, clearly stuff's going on. So we got to like veer away and we'll go to commercial, you know, and the scene kind of thing. Not safe for work. Not NSFW. (laughs) And so as the camera pans away, it just like quickly scans over the balcony of this house that they're like hijacking this hot tub at. And... It was hilarious because both you and I, as we were watching it, we just assumed that it was going to be, they panned up to the balcony and they're, instead of it being, you know, an empty balcony and it just goes black to commercial, we assumed there was going to be a guy up there just watching down on them creepily. (laughs) And when both of our minds went to creepy old man, probably going to be watching down in the hot tub, who's it going to (laughs) be? MCITW. It's fucking Whitey. Whitey is up on the balcony just, all right, cool. Lucas is having fun. 
That's what it's all about. Just have fun and get W's the right way. All right. I was just like, I mean, goddamn, Mark Schwann must be a horrible director because if you were gonna like nail that correctly, you would have just had Whitey up there, dude, looking down on the teens. Which, how do they not have Whitey having a chew in at all times? Oh yeah, he talks like. He's been chewing for he's even got eight, a, seven years. He's got a dip lip in. Yeah. And and it's clear like like mumbles all the time. That's why that. I loved I loved Friday Night Lights because like they made it so authentic where Billy Riggins, Tim's brother, just it was clear that he was a guy who dips, like living in Texas and stuff. And so he anytime it was like a football game and they showed him in the stands, he always had a dip in and it just made so much sense and I really fucking appreciated it. Okay, let's do... Should we... Uh, I know the, a theme of this podcast is how much you love Dan. So should we put another Dan clip in? Do yeah, this right? Absolutely. I gotta say, dude, uh, this clip, it was like, oh, dude, Dan? He is showing me something for the first fucking time. So for the first time in the VL podcast history for Dan, he actually had his first vulnerable, like, emotional moment with Nathan out on the deck of their beach house to end episode 11. Here's a clip. Your mother knew you were here? Yeah. She said it was cool as long as we didn't kill each other. Sorry for all the crap I've been pulling lately, Dad. Everything okay? Not so good. No, he'll bounce back. How do we get so screwed up? We'll get through this, Nate. How? Everything's basketball with us, Dad. Now you're yelling at me, Mom. Mom's yelling back at you. I'm starting to think maybe... Maybe you chose the wrong son. Nathan. You have to know, whatever you do, Whatever you decide, you're my son, and I am proud of you. I love you. I was so glad that this clip happened for the podcast that you were on, because you're the biggest Dan fan I've ever seen, and I'm here for it, 100%. I loved it, because... You know, we've had 11 straight episodes of Dan just being shoehorned into this evil comic book character of a human being. And, like, for the first time, Dan got, like, emotional, vulnerable, and, like, opened up. And it was, like, good to see. I was like, damn, dude. Maybe that one scene is enough for me to not totally hate Dan. Slowly coming over to my side. <laughs> Slowly roping me in. Slowly coming over. It was going to happen. So the reason he's getting all emotional is because Nathan is like, he's wants to quit the basketball team because he doesn't love it anymore. Dan has turned it into a job, essentially, and it's no longer like a passion of his. And he's only doing it because Dan's just fucking relentless. So I think that was like the first time that him and his dad had like a heart to heart of like, fuck, like I'm making my son like quit a sport that he really loves because I am just a total fucking dick. Part of it was because Dan just shut the fuck up and let Nathan actually talk for a second. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he had always cut him off and was like, you can always do better. Keep your head yeah. down. He actually like listened Square to your him. shoulders. Yeah. He actually like listened to him and like heard what was on his mind. Dude, maybe that therapy's working. Oh shit. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I'm just saying. That's why I'm not a therapist. Dude. I'm all in the same room. Whatever that therapist was doing, we heard all those clips about Dan fucking not getting therapy. But dude, maybe the therapy worked. Can I give my MVP? Yeah. Dan <laughs> fucking Scott. <laughs> like he was locked this in. Is the, this is in the my Dan mind, Scott love episode. In my mind, he was already locked in because I just laughed so many times during these two episodes every single time he was on. And then he cried and said he loved Nathan and he was proud of him. It was like, oh, this was meant to be. Dan Scott, maybe not getting an MCITW, but guess what? He's the never. motherfucking MVP for this podcaster sitting in this room <laughs> in the Midwest. In the podcast studio. In the podcast studio. You can cut the tension with a fucking spin. <laughs> I'm glad you got all, her, all of my... Uh, all of my lingo down, dude. Um, yeah, I no. would be remiss to say that. <laughs> that we can cut this tension with us, man. I love it, dude. I love that he's the MVP because, you know, Zerb even called it out in the last podcast. He was like, dude, I've just been waiting for you to turn all of yep. your, like, hate into love on Dan because you always love the, like, piece of shit old white, like, white guy who's just out of control. Like, you know, uh, Caleb on, uh, the OC and OC. stuff. Yeah. So, I love it, dude. I'm glad that you got some awesome Dan clips on your podcast episode. Appreciate you coming on. Let's play some outro music for you. And kids, play tight. You tuck on in, kids. And Ben, clear eyes, full hearts. Do I say? Do wait. I like the way you work, kids. No diggy, no You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.